I am not the judge. I am not the jury. These, These are, are just, just our opinions. opinions. It's time to address the elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. Hello, hello, hello. It's, it's your favorite two. Uh-huh. We are back. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. It is. It's almost the end. I hope you guys are out here being prideful. <laughs> being. And whatever it is you choose to do. Yeah. I still don't understand all that pronoun stuff. Super gay. I know I seen one the other day. That drink had so much stuff up there. I was like, what in the... That's just ridiculous. Even you a he or you a she. I can't, I can't get with all the other stuff. Pansexual, sexual Yeah, I'm not doing all that. All right, look, we're not going. That's that's not what this is about. Right. But we want to say welcome back to Let's Talk About It. And today, since it is Pride Month, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're going to talk about... Uh, Starting families. Yes. And um, same-sex relationships. And yes. the difficulties. The difficulties that you can run into... And the extensive process, depending on what process you decide to take. Right. Um, I just want to discuss it because if you know me personally, you know that I have went through one of the one of the process to have my son. I have a four year old. A twenty five year old me. She's <laughs> mad. <laughs> and he was conceived through fertility clinic. Which is very interesting. And as you guys know, the person you know me, I don't have no kids. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hear a lot of chewing going on because we are eating. Oh, a- yeah, we're doing a mukbang podcast. We're eating a seafood boil. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to say what you have? I have shrimp and crab legs with corn, potatoes, and boiled eggs. Um, I got the same thing. I just don't have crab legs. I just got the shrimp. Um, my baby decided to... I said it, my baby. <laughs> you guys got us. All right. Um, decided to uh, keep the heads on the shrimp. So now I'm eating, are they prawns? Mm-hmm. I feel like it isn't real. It, it is doesn't real. have a head on it. So I'd like my shrimp to be a whole shrimp. I, I believe it's real with <laughs> the head or without the head, but more without the head. <laughs> so, but anyway. I don't know where to begin. I don't know. If you have questions you want to ask, I mean, it was a long process. We tried several different processes, actually. Mm-hmm. We tried to do it at home. Well, we ordered the sperm ourselves. And then we tried to do it with a donor. And we also tried the fertility clinic. So, We're not going to speak on the we part. <laughs> But it was her and somebody else. <laughs> but isn't Caden such a blessing? <laughs> you gotta keep it that way. But like she said, they tried, um, I guess, three different ways. I didn't know nothing, like, a lot about it. Um, I had noticed that a lot more people are starting families, um, which I love to see in the community now. Because before... I mean, just being a lesbian, being gay, being bisexual, whatever the case may be, um, people really wasn't, like, worried about families as much. They was basically worried about just being who they were, like, just trying to stay in their own. Right. So, now that everybody's starting a family and everybody's, you know, 
being more open with the sexual orientation. Um, I enjoy looking at the families. I mean, it's tons of like lesbian families all over. It is. The internet is it's plenty of them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, more dominant chicks are having babies now. Yeah, that's Once true. Once it became popular, it was okay. The film was going to have the baby. Right, right. But in the last two years, I've seen a rise in like the dominant chicks having the baby, which I think is absolutely amazing. But like I was telling AP, I feel like people are starting to realize that if you want a baby, if you're going from failed relationship to failed relationship and, you know, your biological clock is ticking and, and your age is rising. Mm-hmm. And after a certain age, it's very hard to have a baby. So once you get into your 30s, I feel like if you want to have kids, you, you need to be making a move. If you're not settled in a stable relationship and settled down and y'all have a plan on having a baby, you have to do it yourself. Because sometimes waiting, you'll be well in your 40s still going from relationship to relationship and you still haven't had a baby and next thing you know you look up and it's too late right and it that's unfortunate for the people who really want a family you know it's some females and that's what they live for like they really want a baby and i feel like you don't want to pass that stage because you're waiting for the right chick you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you're waiting for the right relationship because time waits for no one right and, and age plays a big factor in having a baby a very i was 35 when i had my son so you know i was right well, medically, I was way past the age to be having a baby. Like, they made it seem like I was fucking handicapped. I was only 35, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, uh, you know, I had a, a healthy, normal pregnancy, but they treat you way different because they feel like you're high risk. And, oh, the baby can have all these complications. Like, I had to go to the hospital once a week and get checked. I nev- You don't do start doing that to the end of your... Uh, your last trimester when the baby is due. So you was doing this from the start? Yeah, once a week. Oh once God. a week just for them to monitor your baby like i would have to go there and sit on the um go sit for an hour i go go into a hospital room in a bed and all that and they put the monitor on your stomach and just watch the baby and make sure the heartbeat is good and he's moving right and da-da-da. yeah it was a lot once to go a through. week once a week for nine months i didn't start i started after my first trimester okay so, so your first trimester is what the first three months mm-hmm. so. after that i went once a week wow that's a lot. And that was simply because of my age. And that's why I feel like technology and the medical world need to catch up. Right. Because maybe it used to be like that back in the day because health-wise, things were different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, a lot of people didn't live long lives. And, so, you know, so 30 was old right. to be having a baby. But now and I feel like they should go by your health. You know what I'm saying? I was completely healthy. So I was not a high-risk pregnancy. The only thing that categorized me as high risk was because I was 35. Okay. Was it? Just the age. Actually, I was 34. I had him when I was 35. Yeah, just that age. That's mm. still young. Yeah. It's still a baby. But they treat you like, I felt like I was ancient. I was confused. I was like, am I 65? <laughs> 65. Or 35? <laughs> like, am I becoming a grandmother or a mother? Like, I was so confused. And I was like, didn't they scare you so much? Because at first, I was like, I'm not going. Do like, they be kind of be wanting you to keep the baby? They come off like they don't want you to keep the baby. Um, They're very discouraging. When you when they find out your age, they give you everything that could go wrong first. So mm. and usually after you hit all that, you be like, oh, right. Well, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, something could be wrong with the baby. Your baby need to get this test because it can be Down syndrome. It can be this. It can be that. They give you all of that. Right. That's discouraging. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought about having kids, but then me just the whole process of actually being pregnant 
it just throws me off. So I just be like, oh. See, I have, mm-hmm. I don't know, knock on wood. I don't plan on having more kids, but if I do, but I <clears> have <throat> very, um. She gonna have one more young. <laughs> okay. I'm going under the knife. <laughs> I'm going to sit up on somebody's speech okay. <laughs> and wiggle these toes and play with these new titties. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whatever. On somebody's new beach. On somebody's new beach. Mm-hmm. I hear that. All right, so let's talk about the different, I guess, processes you could go through. Because, I, I mean, I don't know all of them. So you got, like, IVF. And then you have what? V is it VR? Um, in vitro? I don't know, cause I ain't looking to all of that because okay. I didn't need all of that. You know, we just did. We just and you did it at home. Took the me. You you did it like you actually insimulated yourself at home. No. 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 <laughs> I th- cause you know some people do it at uh-huh. home. Yeah, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They tell you the day to come, and they put it in. Oh. You but own. you had tried to do it at home. I tried to do it at home. Right, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, now, And that just didn't work. Right. It did, but it was all about the timing. Uh, Once you okay. learn your body and the way your body works, you can do it at home. Even when I went to a doctor's appointment with just my primary doctor, and I was telling her what I was trying to do, and she was like, do it at home. Because she was like, it's a waste of money to go to the fertility clinics and all that. She was like, you can do it yourself. But right. you just have to be dedicated. Like, you have to get the science of your body down. Once you get know your body and know when you ovulate, they know. So I got up every morning at 5 a.m. and I had to take my temperature. Because okay. usually, a lot of people doesn't know, your body has a steady temperature. Mm-hmm. When you're ovulating, your temperature goes up. That lets you know that you're ovulating. Okay. So that day that your temperature rise is the day you need to start trying because you are ovulating, you're in your peak. So Okay. We was very successful with doing all that. Like we had got it down, this, this, and that, but you know, then it comes into <coughs> you gotta know how to preserve the sperm. Okay. Which you way you gotta handle it. <coughs> Excuse me. This is why you don't eat mukbangs. It's spicy. <laughs> so so you had to preserve the sperm in a way like so what come, it came in a male it came in like one of those um like a spaceship type thing like oh, things okay. that you see when people the little cryo yeah. uh, uh-huh. okay it came in that but you know what sperm is that hit the air is no good so if you don't right. know what you're doing if you got it out too long if you're taking too long to put it where it needs to be then right. you kind of damage it so you can mess up a lot doing it that way it was it depends like if you want um usually you pick a person that has a successful pregnancy so when you go in there and you're looking for sperm it'll let you know this person has 20 successful pregnancies so the the more successful pregnancies the higher the sperm so that sperm can run you between seven to nine to that it depends a vow now you okay. know you need more than one because hold on people, is that six or seven hundred dollars or six thousand or seven no six to seven hundred oh, okay. okay now they're cheaper ones that is a lot of them up there but they don't have no noted successful pregnancies but you can probably get that valor sperm for like four hundred dollars five hundred dollars okay. but you're just taking a risk right because you don't know if they got anybody pregnant gotcha. you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. so if you want to be cost efficient you try to go with the person that said they got successful Pregnancy. Pregnancy. So every time we did it, we would try to get at least two bells of sperm. Okay. Now financially, 
how much money was y'all spending on this sperm? Like, how many sperms did y'all go through? I'm guessing. We had a certain amount of time set to try, yeah. Okay. So, the whole process. Of so, your doc, a, your insurance paid for that? Mm-mm. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Insurance don't pay for the sperm. Okay. But it covered most of my medical. Like, the medical the visits to the fertility clinic going in, the medicine, because there's a lot of medication. I had to give myself shots. Like, they order at a certain time. You got to give yourself a shot in the stomach. You know, mm-hmm. I, I went through all of that. So... It's a process. It is, but and it, it is not a quick process. So, like people, this is where people get discouraged. At this happened over three years span, because it was so like every year we was like, okay, this year we're gonna try. We're gonna use this amount of money. We're gonna try. If it doesn't happen, then that was it. Right. Then the next year, okay, we set this money aside. We're gonna try. If it doesn't happen, that's it. So the third year it was so crazy when we the third year I was over it. You know what I'm saying? Because we had already had two. Um, miscarriages okay because i got pregnant twice so that's something that people don't really talk about is yeah. that the fact that you you're gonna lose a lot yeah before you actually get one instead the first one was a um it wasn't a tubal pregnancy i forget what it's called but it's when a baby develops outside of your uterus okay that can kill you you know the bigger the baby gets so right. i was in a hospital for almost a month trying to get rid of that pregnancy. which that would have discouraged me from jump i would have right. quit right there but and then because they do it the right way. Once they find out you're still trying to have a baby, they really want to, um, they don't want to give you like a DNC or an abortion. So they want the baby to eliminate himself or he, he or she naturally. So they keep giving you medicine every day and they keep checking your levels to make sure your levels is going down. So that's how they know that the baby is eliminating itself. Okay. And that takes a long time. So I was in the hospital for like a little over a month waiting for that process to happen because they don't let you go home because you can bleed to death. You right. know, so... After that process was over, the next year we tried again, and then it was a, um, they call it a chemical pregnancy. And it's actually a lot of females suffer from chemical pregnancies that don't know, because it's like, you'll be pregnant, and you won't know it because you're so early, and then your period comes, and you might have like an extra heavy period, and you'll just think. But most of the times, it'd be chemical chemical pregnancies. The only reason why I knew is I was trying to have a baby, so I was mm-hmm. getting pregnancy tested regularly. Uh, so okay. they was like, it came positive. I'm like, oh, okay, we're pregnant. And then maybe like two weeks later, it was negative. It was a chemical pregnancy. Uh, so it was like a pregnancy that failed. So like you was kind of pregnant, mm-hmm. but you wasn't pregnant. Right. You'd be like pregnant for a second. Something goes wrong. Get the doctor's point uh, to if you. If y'all Google it, you'll... Well, most females probably know what a chemical pregnancy is. So is that because... If your period comes on, is it the chemicals from the period that actually kills the uh-uh, baby? It's like or? something that just goes wrong with the development process. Oh, uh, okay. And okay. they say it happens a lot. Like they say most females have suffered one, you just don't know. Like that's how uh, common it is. Okay. So I was like positive pregnancy test, you make your appointment to go in, but by the time I went in for my appointment, it was negative and my levels was going down. So they mm-hmm. knew like, okay, this is a chemical pregnancy. So then that third year, I was like, this is it. So it's so crazy because it's all mental. You know what I'm saying? Because that third year, I was like, if it don't happen, I'm over it. So I wasn't as engaged. I wasn't as dedicated. I was just doing the process. And I was like, it happened, it happened. If it don't, it don't. Right. Did the first insemination, wasn't pregnant. I was like, all right. I think I only even gave it three tries. I was like, I'm just going to do it three times. If it don't happen, I'm out. So the second time, I knew instantly that I was pregnant. 
and yeah. I knew it was like a good pregnancy. I don't know, it was just a feeling that I had. And I knew it was a boy. It was the weirdest shit ever, I just knew. <laughs> so like I wasn't pressed to take a pregnancy test. I was prolonged and prolonged, because I knew I was pregnant. Right. So finally I was like, oh, I guess it's not fair. I need to take a pregnancy test. Right. Took the pregnancy test and I was pregnant. And I just was not worried. Like I wasn't worried about a miscarriage or a chemical pregnancy. I just mm-hmm. knew this was the real thing. Right. And that was it. So but what that made that, that one different though? What would you say? Was that one different from all the other ones, the other times you tried, or? I feel like not only do you have to be ready financially, physically, emotionally, you have to be ready mentally. Um, The mental plays a lot in the process, and I think a lot of people don't know that. So I was stressing all the other times. I was just so stressed. Because you wanted it so bad. Mm -hmm. And I was worried, and I just wasn't in a good headspace. I just wasn't in a good space. Right. And, you know, I just, the last situation you know i just prayed and i just asked you know universe (laughs) i just prayed to the universe and i said look you know i made some changes in my life i had i was in a lot of negative like situations as far as like friends and i just felt like i wasn't living the best i could be living Mm -hmm. so i changed all that and i kind of like isolated myself for a year and you know just got my mind right and just got things around me right and then everything just fell into place Cause sometimes when you're trying to do something positive, if you got negative things around you, that can block it. If people don't really want mm-hmm. it to happen for you, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the first time around, when I started first started trying, I was very vocal, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, why you want to do that? You sure you want to do that? Yeah. Why you want him a baby? You know, it just wasn't like a lot of positivity. Like, oh, congratulations, I'm happy for you. Right. It, it wasn't none of that. It was a lot of like, why you want to do that? Right. Like, why you want to have a baby? Like, what you know? So like, so did they just didn't want you to have a baby? Like, they just wasn't interested in a baby, or they didn't want you. Like, I don't know how to put it. I'm gonna put you on business, but I'm just saying, like, did they want you to have no, a baby they just as felt a family, like, or they just felt like you got two kids? Like, why you why would you want to start over? over? Why you need to have a baby? Like, why? Like, why? Why, why, okay, because she why. don't have any kids, yeah, so like, y'all could, she could have. Yeah, they just didn't understand why. So nobody was kind of like happy. Everybody was kind of like shocked. Like, oh my god, you having a baby? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so the second time around, when I just took everybody out right. and just kept it between us, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just kept it in a positive light right and just took all the negative out of it and even when i got pregnant i didn't tell nobody i didn't announce my pregnancy until i was almost seven months pregnant nobody oh. at my job knew i was pregnant until i was eight months so mm. i really shut people out like right. almost the whole pregnancy by the time i said something the baby was due i only told the people at work because it was time for me to go on maternity leave right and i knew they was gonna be wondering like where she at right so i was like oh okay i'm getting to go out i'm pregnant and even when it came down to my family it was like no exceptions i didn't tell nobody like nobody mm-hmm. knew like down to my sister my mother nobody knew How i didn't did, tell my you ain't family. going around like that i don't get big when i'm pregnant oh okay i don't start showing until like my last trimester okay so it just looked like i had put on maybe like five ten pounds but that was it okay well that's i mean so that's a good thing if you guys are trying to have kids um and I, I feel like you surrounded that, around the wrong people then. Don't say nothing to nobody until you know it's a goal. Right. Until you feel like you are out of the woods and it's successful because that plays a lot on your mental and you know, all that babies feel all that and all that goes into that that whole process. Like you you'd be amazed. Mm-hmm. You, a lot of miscarriages come from just stressing, period. Right. So yeah. definitely. Well that's hey, look. You guys got a piece of the story. 
I love so many pieces of albums. There's so much to it. And when we first started, I was like doing a little journey. So I just tell people like they have if you have questions and you want to reach out, you can. And I can get more detailed if it's something like specific you want to know, if you've gone through the process and you want to know like the one thing I will suggest to my ladies that know you are healthy and maybe you've had successful pregnancy, you may have kids, do not let this fertility clinic convince you to doing medicated cycles. That is where I felt like we went wrong. And if I could do it all over again, I would never let them talk me in doing a medicated cycle because I didn't need that. It was nothing wrong with me. I should have been doing just a normal cycle. I didn't need no medication. I didn't need to be shooting no hormones in me. I didn't need them to make me ovulate because I did all of that on my oh, own already. Okay. So I didn't need... That's for people who can't do that stuff. Right. But they push that first because that's the most expensive one. That's the one where you want to pay money. Oh, they're trying money. to make money. Exactly. But a real, a true doctor would tell you, they know, once I said I already had two kids and it was a no problem pregnancies, I should have never even qualified for a medicated cycle. That right. should have never even been offered to me. Not so even what, is, a, what is a medicated cycle? So is it just like... The medicated cycle is when they speed everything up. So instead of waiting for you to ovulate, uh, they make you ovulate. Instead uh, of waiting for them, so you okay. take in hormones. That's why I had to put the shot in my stomach. That's why I had to go in and out of there for them. But I could have did all that on my own. Right. I didn't need medication. You know what I'm saying? Like I was still having a regular period. I was still ovulating regular. I had right. two successful pregnancies. I had no reason to be on a medicated cycle. Mm-hmm. Usually medicated cycle is after you try the unmedicated cycle and it's unsuccessful a couple times. Okay. Then they might say, okay, now we'll try the medicated Don't start one. off exactly like that. Okay. Especially if you know you can get pregnant and you know you're healthy and you know you have a regular period. I have a regular period coming at the same time every month. I ovulate the same time like nothing was out of whack. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I had no business going medicated cycles. So don't do no medicated cycles, y'all. Like, do your research. Yeah. Do Do your research. research. Um, And studs, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a dominant one. Well, baby would say I'm a soft stud. (laughs) I'm a tomboy. (laughs) Girl, I done been downgraded all the way to to third grade. I done went back to to middle school. She's like, you're a tomboy. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I thought I was a a whole man-man out here. So as y'all know, I just want to give y'all information. I'm officially a tomboy. Which means that I can fall back into being a female at any moment. <laughs> any moment. Any moment. Don't trust them. <laughs> Tomboys out here, don't trust them, ladies. <laughs> so she, in her mind, she think I can get a boyfriend tomorrow, okay? Mm-hmm. So, at that, but studs, if you guys want to have babies, go out there. Do it. Um, have your babies. You know, don't. Don't Wait on the right person. Yeah. Right. And even for my fams. My fams that's out there. Yeah, go that's ahead. That's 34. Babies. That's 33. And you know you want kids. You're not even dating. You're not even in nothing serious. You're not even talking about babies with nobody. Start your process because the last thing you want to do is regret missing your chance to have a baby because you were waiting for the right chick, the right person, right. the right time. Like, them eggs is dwindling. Mm-hmm. Them eggs is rotting as we speak. Like <laughs> you probably started off with a hundred, you probably down to a good twenty-five girlfriend. You and all of the whole twenty-five pranging is probably five good out of the twenty-five. Right, right. So like, have your babies, have your babies, because the the people that know they really, really want kids, that will be your biggest regret in life mm-hmm. is missing your opportunity to have a baby. Like if that's what if you know that's what you want, like do it. Do it. Don't care what nobody think. Don't care what nobody say. If you know you are meant to be a mom and you want to be a mom, be a do mom. it. Be a mom. Do not be out here waiting because you don't know what may happen. Like, 
Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, we hope we gave you a little bit of information. I learned, as you guys learned. Um, if you guys need any more information, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you can reach out to me. S. Dot, do not mind um, giving you a little information. She has a whole 45-year-old now. <laughs> no, he's only four. He'll be five, what, next week? Uh-huh, July the 5th. We got my the same birthday. My baby turning five, y'all. Me, me, t- me too. The other baby too. <laughs> the other. She got two babies. That turns. <laughs> five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we want to say happy Pride Month. Hope you guys are out there enjoying uh the events. Hope y'all got y'all rainbow stuff on. Y'all out there with Girl, y'all they out here feet. selling y'all some rainbows. Mm-hmm. I mean, every... Converse. Nike. What? They making money off of Pride now. <laughs> you know, it was a point where they didn't even want... You was making rainbows. You had to make, I was gonna yeah. say, you had to make the rainbows. <laughs> it was what they used to have back in the day. It was this one rainbow belt. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> other than that, now you got Polo. You got mm-hmm. Fendi. You got... Go up there. You can get it. They up there rainbowing you out. So now. Because everybody named Mother Gay now. Girl, that, now that's a whole yeah, another one. Another podcast. That's a whole <laughs> other one. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's no a, straight people. That it's a fad. Don't exist. It's here. It's definitely a fad. Is mm-hmm. it fad? Is mm-hmm. it no fad? No fad. So it's definitely one of those. But thank you guys again for joining us tonight. Uh, we'll be back. As you know how we how it goes in this city. <laughs> we just pick it up and uh talk we only we... in town for a night <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's about to be our whole slogan right there we in and out you know what i'm saying we don't stay here long and uh at the end of the day we just kind of pick it up yeah we just we pick it up when we want to and we keep moving so we want you guys to have a good night appreciate you and once again happy pride pride in juneteenth because we did oh um, yes it is Juneteenth. So. Juneteenth. New holiday. It is. That I'm not going to get off. But that's no here, no there. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, y'all. Good night.